early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Well, welcome back to What's Going On, the podcast that makes you wonder about things you've never wondered about. Woo! And we have recently released a TikTok video to help us decide on our next episode. Uh And dreams really do come true (laughs) because we're doing the episode on dreams. (laughs) Holy shit. That was good. It's a secret, though, that we were planning to do this anyway. So it might have been rigged. No, wasn't actually rigged, but no. just so happens this is what we were planning on doing anyway, it with it being Sleep Awareness Week as well. Wow. For those listening, that is uh, March 14th through the 20th, since this will be released later. But I, yeah, how did you very know fitting. That? How did you know it was Sleep Awareness Week? It was something that I came across when I was doing a little bit of research. Very And strange. we were planning on recording it last week. It was fake. I'm like, oh, man, that, that missed it. We, you know? Yeah, we slept but, on it. Oh. oh, we're getting all oh, these. Man. We're coming jokes. up with all the puns. Damn, huh? dude, we're too good. We've been at it for almost Starting six months. Strong. Yeah, <laughs> we got a high bar to cross. Now. No, that was the peak. It's getting worse and worse from here, guys. Am I just, just shut? <laughs> Don't <down>. worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dreams though very strange. How often do you dream, Patty? Would you say? Uh, it's very very rare for me. There was a time where i did a bit like in college mm-hmm. there it was more consistent but for some reason i almost never remember my dreams okay and like at, when i do it's like just a very small fragment of like the end of the dream just like a it's like a little millisecond you get one like couple of frames and then that's it yeah yeah like <laughs> my, the last one thing word. i actually remembered was some some dream about it was about the podcast oh, and it was shit. like we got a bunch of like views oh. on like our most recent one and we got to our goal but one. that's all i remembered damn and i'm like oh okay i bet there was more to that but i don't know no, that was that's it. all i got we just screamed a couple of times like look at those views and that was it um <laughs> is there do you think there's a factor as to why you were dreaming more in that like little college state and not so much now or i don't know i tried doing some research on it but it just seems like there's so much that goes into like actually having dreams and remembering them yeah. too. Yeah. Just you know how consistently you get to bed at a certain time, how long you're sleeping, if you have anything in your system like you know alcohol or caffeine that reduces your chance of actually dreaming and all of that because it suppresses REM sleep mm-hmm. and there are just so many so different many factors. factors. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea. It's probably just inconsistent sleep. Yeah. I, I feel like or, now, currently, current age, I think this is the most sleep I've like ever gotten. I've been really? intentionally trying to give myself like at least seven hours every single night. And I think it's like one of the first times in like almost my whole life that I've actually been able to hold it like consistently. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I have been dreaming, I think, more so now than what I previously did. Hmm. Like I would say I have to get at least like six hours of sleep six and a half hours of sleep to if i dream to remember at least a part of my dream 
Well, that's just mm-hmm. me personally. I don't know. Everyone's different, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like even when I get that amount of sleep, it's it's still very rare mm. that I don't do you wake up a lot during the night or are you asleep all through the night type of guy? There's oh, dude. It, there's a lot of factors that go in with that. I am a very light sleeper, so like some of like the slightest of noises will wake me up and where I've been living in Colorado recently is a little bit more calm so i'm able to sleep better but so there's there's a bunch of factors if it gets hot in the bedroom like i guarantee will wake up because i just hate the heat i have to sleep in the cold yeah or if it gets lively outside like the first place i moved to in colorado doesn't matter what night it was there's like a drunk couple like fighting in the alleyway behind my house at two something in the morning almost every night so i would say in the last year probably waking up a couple times throughout the night would be the, probably the regular hmm. but do you do you usually remember the dream in those intermediate wake up periods or is it the final wake up that you remember i would say more the final wake up than in the middle of the night because i feel like in the middle of the night i'm more groggy i'm like i don't know you wake up that first time you're like what the hell's going on <laughs> i feel like i'm more <laughs> in like an alert state because i'm in the dark and i can't see anything and i'm panicking uh because mm-hmm. I don't think you intend to wake up after like an hour of sleep. But no, yeah, towards the end, I would say I definitely would remember those dreams more so. What about you? Do you mm-hmm. sleep throughout the night or do you do you you wake up in the middle of the night a couple of times as well? Um, I It kind of depends. But recently I've been getting up in the middle of the night just for a little bit. But when I was younger, I feel like I slept through the entire night. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's part of it or not. Like maybe it kind of messes with your sleep cycles a bit. Mm-hmm doesn't help or doesn't let you get into REM as easily or anything like that. So I, although I did see when I was researching yeah. that one in 250 people say they can't remember ever dreaming in their life. Wow. That fucking just sucks. Crazy. That's a lot of people. Yeah. One in 250 you said. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot, says, but that is a lot. Yeah. And, and 6.5% of people said they don't, they never dream, which is slightly different than can't remember ever dreaming. So I don't know. What? Like I would almost consider <laughs> <Wait a> me <laughs> saying, I, I would consider me saying like, I never dream. Okay. Because like, it is so rare that it it's never happens. Yeah. But like it has yeah. happened. It's not like I've never yeah, exactly. ever had a dream. I got you. I got you. I see where you're coming from. At first I was a little thrown off. I was a little shaken there. It wasn't <laughs> about it, but. Now, and, and this is going to jump quite a bit here but i've actually heard i've been doing lately some research this is going to jump way ahead of what we were planning so we'll we'll dial it back <laughs> this is how it happens here what's going on i've been doing a little bit of research recently about lucid dreaming and a very popular theory is actually like setting an alarm about an hour or two before you would regularly wake up so that you would wake up but then there i don't know I don't know how you would do this, but the, the the specific instructions were to like move as minimally as possible, keep your eyes closed and like turn off your alarm and then go straight back to sleep because something happens where you like jump into that like conscious level that if you doze back, you would immediately like drop down into like something similar to a REM sleep. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't worked, and I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. If I'm already getting up at the ass crack of dawn pretty like regularly, I'm not going to be like, all right, time to set an alarm at 3 in the morning. And you're like, why? Yeah, let's interrupt my little sleep that I already get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to more lucid dreaming here in a little bit. But 
Well, this is interesting. I was actually listening to a podcast about lucid dreaming today. Wow. Uh, just in preparation for the, the odds, episode. I, I found it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And what, one of the ways that people like to realize that they are actually dreaming is to try and press their finger into their hand. Okay. And a lot of times if they're dreaming, your brain doesn't get that your finger should stop at your hand mm. and it like goes through. And that's how you can tell you're actually dreaming. Wow. Instead of, and, and you like set that association in your life. Like when you notice certain things, you just kind of test to see if you're dreaming yeah. and you get that kind of response of like, when you see something out of the ordinary or anything like that, you test. And so you're more likely to actually do that in a dream and realize that you're dreaming. Yeah. Uh, we're already fucking here. It's a full segment now. We're on lucid dreaming. I've got more. Right. I did some research on it. Another popular oh, theory okay. of to how to like help lucid dreaming is it, this is a pretty interesting one. You would actually wear a blue string around your. Oh ring. wait, not to interrupt you too much, Uh-oh. but do we want to explain lucid dreaming a little bit more? Sure. Yeah, we probably depth, should just for because maybe if you're yeah. uh, if you don't know, I guess you're probably like, what the hell are these guys talking about? We're pretty deep in there. Do you want to take the cake? Oh, no, go ahead. It seems like you're Mr. Lucid Dreaming. Oh, you know. I'm just, I'm a fucking expert, even though I can't do it. So (laughs) Lucid Dreaming is basically, it's when you're in a dream and there's a certain, like, something that happens that, like, your your brain clicks and you're like, holy shit, I'm dreaming. And a lot of times, I don't know if this happens to you, Patrick, but every time I realize at that moment, I get so excited that I wake up. But mm-hmm. lucid dreaming is once you get there, you're able to like I don't know, stay calm, don't panic. I, I don't know why some people like wake up when they have that happen. We should dive into that. But either way, so when you realize that you're dreaming and you're actually able to stay inside of your dream, uh, you, it, I don't know. It's basically you get like superpowers in your dream because it's your brain, so you can like learn to control it, and so then you can basically make your dream whatever you want. Uh, so there's like a bunch of stories of people that are saying like, I don't know, they've like immediately jumped up and started flying or done a bunch of other crazy things, you know, that they've always wanted to like, maybe like climb a mountain or skydive or literally you can do anything you want, which sounds pretty cool, which is why I was researching it. Cause it, I don't know, that'd be a great power to have if like every single night you could gain like an hour or two of just like fucking flying around if you wanted. Cause dream time yeah. takes like, you know, you could live a year in a dream and it feels like. It's literally nothing in real life. There's so, mm-hmm. You ever have a dream that feels like you're like, holy shit, that was like a whole day. And then you like wake up and you're like, damn, it's been like two hours. Did that ever happen? I, I feel like I've I've had one of those. Mm-hmm. But, but like I said, I don't have that much experience dreaming. Although that distortion of time yeah. is actually one thing that people think is related to alien abductions. What? <laughs> to, jump, to jump into something that... We also uh, haven't touched yet, but sleep paralysis. Yeah. When you wake up and can't move and sometimes you see different beings and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Since you're still in a semi-dreaming state, you're, sometimes your uh, perception of time is distorted. And so uh, there is one theory that a lot of alien abduction experiences are actually just sleep paralysis and people thinking that they're seeing mm-hmm. aliens or some being like that not being able to move which is common you know in yeah. those type of abductions uh-huh. and then you know feeling like it took a very long time because of that distortion of time which i thought was actually a really interesting theory that is interesting 
Another thing I'm curious about with alien abductions is why why does everyone automatically go into probing? Like why? <laughs> like I don't, if aliens, if you were abducted, why is the first thing another species? They're like, let's stick something in their butt. Like I. I don't get it. Like, I, it, you want to try like yeah. talking I, first? Like, is that just a you think like, a <laughs> human fear? I, I have a feeling that came out in like a movie or something, and then or maybe I have no idea yeah. why. Oh, I mean, it's so out there in like culture that if something like that would happen to you, your initial fear is I hope they don't start probing me. So then, <laughs> you know, if your mind's already playing tricks on you, you know. I think that would be the first thing that your mind goes to. What? Well, I think. What do you? I think that's because of now. Like we have it on our mind, but I feel like if we. Yeah. Like, why? But it started. Someone obviously started it, and it had a weird <laughs> experience, and then it got out there, and people started hearing about it. So then, the more you hear about it, the more it's going to happen. Yeah. Because it's already like implanted in your mind basically yeah exactly i think so now if anyone does get abducted the first thing we're going to be thinking is please don't probe our butt they'll read our mind they're like i wonder why we shouldn't probe his butt and now we're going to do some reverse psychology shit and now because of this aliens are going to probe our butt guarantee (laughs) guarantee everyone's going to get probed in the future no ifs ands or buts about oh (laughs) oh couldn't even finish it that was too good whatever we can we can get off this topic though. Dreams. This is where we're at here. <laughs> um, so just real quick, I know we're jumping all over here, but with lucid dreaming and uh, sleep paralysis, have have you ever personally experienced any of it? Either of them? No, no, I have not. Okay. Well, I, you can, there's still time. I, I've heard, I, yeah. <laughs> I I had a a friend who said they. They had uh, some sleep paralysis experiences, and it sounded very scary. Yes. Because they just woke up unable to move, and th- this happened to, to two people who, d- who didn't know this was an actual thing mm-hmm. before it happened to them. So you're obviously very you know afraid because why can't I move? Yeah, exactly. But then one of them also felt like they saw some like being – like oh, in God. front of them that was like kind of doing that like almost the whole alien abduction type story they saw the probe but it was more of like a, a demony devil type thing oh god yeah and that sounds terrifying which <laughs> i i hear is very common as well to have hallucination with that yeah yeah i was gonna dive into it whenever uh, there's so many tabs i've already lost it either way um <laughs> sleep paralysis though i think uh our number one fan scott ledesma he's actually had uh, a sleep paralysis um instance as well he really? yeah because one of so there's not really a, a known cause for sleep paralysis but one of them uh that's been not proven but is highly thought of would be uh lack of sleep and there was obviously a time where he was working so much he did not get that much sleep yep and so he actually experienced the sleep paralysis if i we can talk to him afterwards but i'm fairly certain it was during a like lunch break of his that he fell asleep on and he was at like his like uh workplace's cafeteria and i believe he said he woke up and like he could see and hear everything around him and his eyes were open but he couldn't speak and he couldn't move a single muscle i'm not sure if he had an out of a body experience wow. where he was like watching himself but he said it lasted for like 
20 seconds where he was just sitting there and like he was conscious he was thinking he like tried to say things but like his body just wouldn't move and then eventually it just like snapped and something like let go and he was able to like wake up and actually just move so i don't know as an alien or what's going on there but (laughs) something uh lucid dreaming though i don't have anybody that's experienced it i have something that i can remember that I'm not sure if I was lucid dreaming because I never had that moment where I realized I was dreaming, but I have this very distinct memory. I'll never forget. I was in like middle school and for some reason I was like in a Power Rangers like episode and I was like, I don't know what color Ranger I was, but I was like kidnapped and I needed to escape and get to my Rangers and somehow something clicked and I knew that I had some powers. And so because of that, I was able to like, I, w- I was doing things, I was manipulating my dream in a ways that would benefit me. And so I could like accomplish the next thing I had to do. And so like, I would literally think something and then it would happen. That sounds like lucid dream. But I, me. but I never had that click, you know, I never, like I, I'd never realized I was dreaming. So like the whole time I was still following the path of the dream and I never was like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. I still was like following a storyline. You know what I mean? Like I never – I don't know if lucid dreaming is that you have partial control or if you have complete control of like everything. But either way. I think it can vary. I, the one experience that I heard about in the podcast I was listening to <laughs> was actually very creepy is the guy kind of started flying around yeah. and you know, kind of doing the whole lucid dream thing. But then he had – other characters who seemed like him and seemed in control of the dream as well. <laughs> and, they st- and they started like confronting him and being like, you don't know how deep this goes. Like you oh, don't know what shit. you've discovered. And like, it was like a whole government conspiracy Damn. type thing. That and sounds... then he even had like a, a moment where he thought he woke up, but it was actually still part of the dream. <laughs> and they like, I don't know. It, it's, Almost scarred me from even wanting to try it. What it's the like, fuck? oh wow. Yeah, that sounds pretty intense. Fighting to control the dream between your your subconscious. That'd be that could get dark pretty quick. I, I'd be scared a little bit. <laughs> My goodness. Um so I know we kind of touched base on it a little bit, but uh trying to get back here into our, our little order. Do you have any dreams mm-hmm. that you specifically uh remember that like you'll never forget? You know, honestly, I feel pretty lame, but I really don't. Like I Dreaming has been so infrequent for me for Damn, my I entire life bad. that I want you to yeah, dream I don't more. Know. I don't know what we that, gotta do. I feel like that's why I don't really respect sleep as much as I, I probably do. should. I don't respect sleep. That's why I don't dream. I mean, I almost feel like <laughs> I've always thought of it as a waste of time because nothing happens. I just go to sleep and then wake back up. I'm like, ah, eh, I could do without that. No, I. I don't know. Dreaming's fun and all, but I still I I wish I wish there was more man, we're just hopping all over. I this is something I wanted to yeah. talk about. I wish <laughs> whatever. What's going on? WGO baby, this is what happens. I wish that there was a way to improve the efficiency of sleep. Like I don't know how many people have tried researching this, but if there was a way to literally like what if what if there was a supplement or something that we could discover that was like you could get the same benefits of four hours of sleep instead of eight? Like how fucking crazy would that be? 
You know what I mean? Like I I, I don't know yeah. if that would be something that like you'd have to put yourself in it's like called meth. D- <laughs> what? <laughs> Just Lucid stay up dreaming, for like bro. thirty Just hours. Fucking do a shit ton of meth. You'll actually be dreaming, but you'll be moving around like you're awake. You might not <laughs> accomplish what you're trying to do, but who knows? You might accomplish something. But no, if I I don't know. I think that'd be a fun little like pastime, something to do on the side, a little hobby. Try and figure out <laughs> sleep efficiency. What the fuck can you do? To Have you ever tried polyphasic sleep or no? Uh, I have no idea what that is. Is that sleeping to a certain rhythmic pattern that's being played like music-wise? No, no. It's like uh, sleeping in like very small spurts times. Yes. throughout the day. Yeah, I've never tried and, it. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I mean, with that... Most people can, if you're able to actually fit on the schedule and, you know, be rigorous about it because, you know, you are going on a very minimal amount of sleep. You can actually sleep. You need less sleep, but it's just so doesn't really fit with most people's schedule, I guess. Yeah, because then you're like fucking, I don't know, you're up, what, like four hours at a time. Then you have to pop in like an hour or two of sleep. Is that how? Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like a common time frame. Mm -hmm. I've looked into it and I know there's a decent amount of people that have done it but i think with today's society it's almost not feasible unless you have some job that's like stay at home or i don't really know also like and then having a significant other that would suck (laughs) (laughs) like like, i don't know what would if your time frame of being up between like 2 a.m and like 5 a.m if you're up in that hours like obviously you could work on some side projects i wouldn't mind having that other time but say you're like starting to accomplish a lot and you get like what you wanted done for the day what do you do there is nothing to do you know maybe go for a run or something maybe that could be your workout time who knows and then that next sleep you'll really zonk out real quick but Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've heard that people on this kind of lose track even more so than normal people because i feel like i've lost track of like what day it is or oh, God. any sort of schedule just because you're on such a weird schedule that you you have no idea when one day ends and one day begins yeah. because you're just sleeping every, every you know so, so often yeah. i wonder that's probably another reason why sleep efficiency probably hasn't been rigorously studied because who really in their right mind wants to start fucking around with their sleep like, we're already all struggling to be able to try and get quality sleep as it is. And, so, mm-hmm. and then you're like, all right, now we're going to start tweaking shit, figuring it out. Because <laughs> what if you're not able to get it and you're just it, <laughs> decreasing your quality of sleep just as you're researching this? I really don't know what. <laughs> yeah. And sleep can be very, very picky, too. I actually heard that there was a study that showed that getting a consistent amount of sleep is more beneficial to your cognitive abilities than getting more sleep on an inconsistent basis like getting six hours every single day is better than getting five and then seven and then you know where it would average out to six or more hours uh you're actually better off just getting the the same amount of sleep Hmm. every day this is pretty interesting i wonder i mean it makes sense we're we are creatures of habit just in literally everything we do so, I mean, that would mm-hmm. make sense as our recovery time would do the same. To really bring it back here, memorable dreams. This is something I wanted to talk about. I've got I already said the I've already said the Power Rangers one. That one's a pretty <laughs> that one's up there. Yeah. But my most memorable dream that I will literally never forget and the reason why is cuz it was a two-parter. I had the first half mm-hmm. of the dream one night, then I lived an entire day and then it like the next time I went to sleep, the very next night, it basically continued off 
of where my dream left. That's on. crazy. Yeah, uh, it it and the fact that I can remember all this so vividly, I mean, still blows my mind. First night, wake up. My mother owns an orphanage. Where the orphanage is, it's literally always winter. Don't know why, but I was the <laughs> eldest orphan. I guess I wasn't an orphan if my mom was there, but. I was the oldest child, and we like I watched over all of these like orphans, and I don't know. But, uh, we, we did school uh, regular shit, and then we would go sledding in the evening. But the orphanage was on this giant hill. About three quarters of the way down, you had to bail because if you didn't bail, at the end was this giant hill, uh, or not a hill, but it was like a lip. And if you jumped over that lip, underneath was just this giant frozen lake. Uh, and even though it was frozen, it still had a bunch of like holes there on the ice and living inside of that lake was this like giant evil octopus type creature. And so if you ever went over that hill, an octopus arm would shoot out of the (laughs) hole and like grab the orphan and just like, like suck him right back into that lake and then they would just be dead. And so that was the whole first, like, it was just setting up like a setting pretty much the whole first night and i was like well that was pretty crazy uh whatever and then the next night i'm back inside that orphanage it's nighttime and like all the orphans are like freaking out and i was like what the hell is going on i should also explain the orphanage was set in like i don't know how to describe this but it was almost like a castle like it had medieval armored statue guys like <laughs> in the hallways a bunch of like giant paintings and whatnot that's going to come in, in the in, later that's why i said it uh, but the orphans are freaking out they're all just like oh and i go and be like what the hell is going on apparently my mom's favorite orphan didn't bail in time she said that she can make it like over the lake whatever i don't know why octopus obviously got her no biggie quick grab little snack my mom no hesitation hopped on a sled went inside the lake to get her and now they were both inside the lake and i was like well i gotta go wow. save my mom so I grab. I went to one of those medieval knights that had the armor. I ripped his sword off of his hand, grabbed onto a little shield, used it as a sled, and went like, like down, down this hill, flew out over the lip, and then like it was just perfectly timed. There was a hole right there in the lake. I just did like a like a, a dove sword first into the water, and then it was like everything got real quiet. I was just like swimming around. It's actually a pretty dope scene. It was like brown, dirty, like murky water. But because there was holes in there, like the moonlight would like pierce like a column of light through it. And so all you could see was like, just like a flutter of a tail, like every so often. And then like, I looked down below me and the whole octopus mouth was like, and it like came out, had this magnificent battle. And then I remember I killed the octopus. I don't remember if I saved my mom or if I just killed the octopus. Cause as soon as I killed it, I think my alarm went off and woke me up. But I was like, holy shit. And that was my most memorable dream. So good times. Wow. Was that actually your mom in the dream? I can't remember that detail because I okay. think in my dream, I actually never saw her. It was, I knew, mm. like, it was just like information that you knew in the dream, but I never actually yeah. saw her. It was mainly just me and the orphans because. I got like the rundown of how like the orphanage was, and then we were just like sledding that first night, and then the second one she was gone, and I never actually got to like rescue her. But who knows? Could have been a crazy person that I I actually called my mom. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. But yeah, I feel like well, see, go ahead. No, 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 it's all good. What were you gonna say? Well, I that that just brings me into what I just think is so interesting is why we actually dream. Mm-hmm. Just because hearing that 
and all that you experienced, to me, it makes me wonder, why the heck do we do that? <laughs> I have no idea. You know? And I there are a number of different theories because as with anything in the brain, we haven't really completely figured it out because everyone's different. And then there's just so, so many different processes that go on uh, to... I don't know, work up a a giant octopus that you (laughs) need to go kill. But some of the uh, more common theories are that it's a way to kind of process information you've had throughout the day and make different connections and interpret things. And then we kind of experience that as dreams, which I don't know if I completely agree with just because of how strange dreams are yeah, it's not, although it doesn't represent real life a whole lot sometimes yeah yeah although i do know that your like frontal lobes and all of that are some of the least activated parts of the brain which actually deal with more cognitive thinking and all of that which is why we don't perceive all of this as very irrational and out of the ordinary yeah is because that part of your brain is not actually functioning as much as the the rest of your brain is at that time mm-hmm. Which is pretty interesting. Another, um, I'm just going to continue with where you're going. Yeah. There's a lot of theories, like you were talking about, of why we dream. And one that mm-hmm. I feel like I can personally agree with would be that dreams are used to prepare and protect ourselves in real life situations. Because I, I know another thing we had written down was, uh, oh, where is it here on the outline? Like, what is your most common type of dream? And I'm not sure about you. Almost every single dream of mine, I would say probably 80% or more is me fighting some sort of thing. Either it's even evil beings, zombies, an octopus, for example. <laughs> like, it's always me versus something else. And I have to, like, play this chess game of, like, strategy to be able to find a way to live. And so this whole theory of, like, preparing and protect actually goes back into our like primal instincts to just literally like simply live and so by using this like little downtime that we have even though we're technically unconscious and passed out we're just owning our like fight or flight instincts for obviously not situations that are really going to happen but this is br- <laughs> yeah. things that our brain think or thinks might happen so take it or leave it no i agree i looking through some of the different ideas that definitely seem like the most reasonable to me mm-hmm. is just Basically, your mind making a simulation of, you know, working out different mechanisms of your fight or flight responses to just have more iterations of that and being able to, I don't know, throw a bunch of different scenarios at you so you're ready for anything. (laughs) Just pretty wild. You never know when a zombie apocalypse is going to break out and you you need to know how to craft a bow. (laughs) Yeah. There there are some theories here that I'm not sure. I, I don't understand how we know this. Like So one example of what I don't understand is that dreams are used to sort and consolidate memories. Like There's this theory that the short-term memories that we have from the day shift into long-term memories, and I don't understand how we know that the brain does this. I mean, it makes sense because we obviously do have a long-term memory, and so like obviously something has to like change in time, but I don't get how we think that dreaming or... S- why is it well, that there, there was actually it? there was actually a, a study done oh, where they th- this was from one of the sleep podcasts I was listening Perfect. to the last couple of days. Look at you, um, just getting all that prepared. That yeah, that uh, they they did some studies where they actually prevented people from getting into REM sleep, oh. which sounds like a <laughs> horrible ex- like experiment to sign up for. High compensation, like for sure. wow. 
hey, do you want to get your sleep messed up for a couple of bucks? <laughs> but but it basically showed that type of thing that when they were deprived of REM sleep, they weren't able to, I guess, have those those uh, transitions from like short term to long term memory and all that type of stuff mm. just by disrupting certain oh. parts of sleep, ah, which is uh, pretty crazy, honestly. So how did and then they, it's also how did they know that? the shift wasn't happening like what was there like what did they test i think they did they did some like memory tests and stuff like that uh i don't exactly remember what what, it if anyone is interested uh there is a great podcast that did a whole in-depth series on sleep that's so scientific i didn't understand 90 (laughs) percent of it so if anyone's interested the huberman labs is what it's called he's like some teacher at stanford or something like that okay. and he he did a really in-depth sleep series but see that's that's a nice thing about what's going on is that we'll dig through all the scientific bullshit and we'll put it in layman's terms for you because most of what we read we don't fucking understand ourselves so <laughs> this is just our interpretation of the data if, if, if you really want to dive deep into it well we should start throwing out yeah if we find something we're like we didn't get it but if you can here's this <laughs> <laughs> that's what our that's what our, our newsletter should say <laughs> oh that'd be good that's good someone write that down <laughs> well another interesting thing that i um that i saw lo- when looking into dreaming a bit was mm-hmm. that how, how common nightmares are mm-hmm. and how similar almost all nightmares are which is interesting what do you mean by similar wh- like what's happening well, there, to the person or yeah yeah like, it, the most common ones are, you know, falling, being chased, being paralyzed, being late, or like a friend or family dying. Yeah, and I feel like almost everyone's had all of those. Or you losing know? your teeth. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say is my most common one. I don't remember any specifics, but I feel like that is my most common dream by far. Yeah. Is we're all just afraid smashing my teeth on something. Oh. My mind, I don't even have to smash it. I've had dreams where they're just like, I'm really like speaking, and then like, to, like they'll just start fucking falling out for no reason. And you're like, oh, huh. oh, you're trying to put them back in. I feel like mine's always shattering somehow. Oh, God, that sounds it, much it's worse. It's never just falling. It's, <laughs> it's shattering. Falling open mouth onto a boulder. <laughs> yeah. But I did see that there is a bit of a difference between uh, men and women. A lot of men kind of have more nightmares related to... I guess more physical things like natural disasters, war, and conflicts like that. Whereas women often have interpersonal conflicts in their nightmares, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. That our brains kind of almost have different fears and stressors that are processed during our dreams yeah. or nightmares. I guess I haven't had a nightmare in so long. Knock on wood. Don't want that nightmare. Well. Actually, as you get older, you are less prone to nightmares. Yeah, I had... Which is... Yeah. Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt. I think I read a similar study where the reason being is because young adolescents and children, there's more, like I feel like, life-threatening examples or fear because you don't know quite what's happening around you all the time. And so children are a lot more fearful of life. And it's just, as you age, th- things don't become so scary. You know, you realize, oh, life's pretty simple. There's just a handful of things that you got to, you know, actually yeah. worry about. So sorry to mm-hmm. like totally take that right out of your mouth. Oh, no, no. I got no excited. Worries. I got excited. <laughs> and a lot of well, nightmare occurrences that I've been seeing is actually the most common form in studies, actually PTSD. 
mm. nightmares that are I didn't think of that. occurring over like uh, horrific scenes that individuals have seen. Like biggest example would be uh, war memories, you know, and like those are those mm. are things that like will last for individuals' entire lives. It's it's pretty crazy that something so insanely scary or horrific can last your entire life. Like there's still like there's cases of like seventy year olds who are still you know waking like the sound of like a fan or something will like trigger their PTSD in a dream or something mm-hmm. like that, and they, and they can snap right back into that scene. That's pretty um, strange how some memories really do latch on to uh, to the brain. Yeah. It is pretty interesting, though, that REM sleep and dreaming are almost trying to, from what I understand, trying to process that Mm -hmm. experience and emotion and almost kind of get over it. But it's, you know, so intense and linked with so many emotions that it's very tough. Yeah. But I hear there is actually a type of therapy where they try and imitate some forms of REM sleeping just with various eye movements and things like that you know kind of imitating your rapid eye movement of side to side eye movement and and that'll actually spur some of the reactions that actually happen are they doing this while dreaming or while they're awake? no no while you're awake okay interesting and then over time it it kind of reduces the the effect of your amygdala the part of your brain that kind of gives emotions to you know different situations so it kind of trains it to calm down in relation to that experience and over time with some therapy it's been shown to actually help out which is pretty insane yeah that's crazy wow is that a a a recent study that's been done or is that something that it's a little older like yeah it's it's i'm pretty sure it's fairly recent it was another thing in that sleep podcast i was listening damn dude those podcasts coming in handy that's we're just gonna start doing Every time we have an episode idea, let's just we're just gonna start listening to other people's podcasts and then spewing out their facts. Well, I I mean it's just so crazy how how much research actually goes into uh, sleep and all. Yeah, that. yeah. No, like people have studied so many examples. different things about it. Yeah, it's crazy. And the fact that we we say that there's so much studying being done and we really don't know a whole lot. Like yeah, we exactly. Skim the surface. Imagine if we can unlock the brain though. That I don't even know what that means, because like, I feel like there's so much that we don't know that like once we understand how the brain works, what's going to happen? Then we're going to be able to start mm-hmm. like tweaking it like it's a computer. That's going to be pretty intense. Yeah. That's well, then you're starting to get into like gene editing and stuff like yeah. that, which yeah. is actually becoming more and more part popular. of it. Yeah, like a, a thing nowadays, which is pretty crazy. That's wild, dude. Humans are insane. Gene therapy. If that's not an episode, we're fucking up. Yeah. Gene therapy is something we should definitely talk about. Uh, so if you guys noticed here, we talked about REM and uh, eye movement. Uh, I just want to throw it out there. We, we definitely jumped deep into, into sleep, but we didn't talk about what sleep is in the sense of the cycles that happen. So with that, REM actually stands for rapid eye movement or REM sleep, which is pretty wild that our eyeballs, that once we get into like the lightest form of sleep, just start going, doing, 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 like bouncing back and forth. I don't really understand why. Do you, even, do you know, do their podcast answer that? Like why our eyes actually move? That's a good question, I feel like. No, I, I don't actually know. I do know that, it's pretty interesting that your body is paralyzed as we talked about with sleep paralysis, but your brain still sends signals to your different parts of the body 
to help you move in your dreamland as if you were actually moving, moving in, real, in life. real life. What the fuck? Which is insane, honestly. That your your brain basically knows, hey, I'm gonna work and try and make you do things <laughs> like you would in real life. So I'm gonna paralyze you so you don't actually go anywhere. Very strange. I don't understand. But real quick, back to the stages of sleep. Uh, stage one is literally just called N1, and the normal length of time that we're in it is about one to five minutes. Uh, stage one is pretty much just like the dozing off stage. That's like I, I, I'm sure you've been in that situation where like you're starting to fall asleep, but like either an abrupt noise or something is like woken you up. That's like what that dozing off actually feels like. You're starting to relax, but you haven't quite gotten there. If you've ever seen someone do like brief movements or those twitches, uh, some people get them a whole lot. I think there's a thing called uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, I, th- I think Monica used to have it. Uh, it's not jerking leg motion. Um. Uh, restless leg restless syndrome. leg syndrome i think does that is that specifically for sleep uh i think so i'm not too sure i know i feel like i've been in that state so much just the basically <laughs> almost falling asleep and then your head like tilts <laughs> yeah well and then you wake up your biggest thing is that <laughs> we had so fucking deep into the head tilt that you're like you're like a fucking crane where your head's like fully fucking arched backwards your mouth's like almost fucking facing the ceiling and then and then like it just starts it, it starts bouncing back and forth i i, <laughs> I love it i i i've seen that a lot of times have you seen that a lot oh yeah every time i'd sleep over at your house uh i'd remember still in your basement you'd be sleeping in your fucking recliner and that's how i would know that you're starting to like it was time for bed is we'd be watching something i'd like we had we wouldn't say anything for just like a little bit and i'd look at you and you'd be fucking doing your your head shaking shit (laughs) (laughs) and then eventually it would just like fully go down one time and that'd be that'd be it (laughs) game over combo fatality no that's stage one then comes stage two they didn't really get any clever with it it's just uh n2 n2 is length of time about 10 to 60 minutes and in that time, it's more of just like a subdued state that, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Your body actually starts dropping in temperature. That's pretty fucking wild. Your body mm-hmm. starts cooling down. Uh, you get into, like, just more relaxed muscles. You're breathing slow. Same with the heart rate. I wonder if the dropping in temperature, which is, is, is why I like sleeping in cold temperature, because if you're hot, it makes it more difficult for your body to drop down. And so with that, maybe you're not able to sleep as well. Could be. Yeah, Who yeah. You, you are supposed to sleep in cool be a bit cooler yeah. when you're uh, sleeping. I know that part of uh, the whole idea of cold showers and all of that, too, is to kind of mimic that, that cooling down and then warming up mm, interesting. Uh, cycle that happens okay. you know, from sleep to wakefulness. I got you. Yeah, and that's N2. And then afterwards, we get into N3 or the slow wave sleep, SWS, delta sleep, deep sleep, whatever you want to call it. And we're in there for about 20 to 40 minutes. This is that deep sleep stage, and it's normally a little bit harder to wake someone up inside of this. Uh, muscle tone, pulse, and breathing rate has like decreased to as like deep as it actually goes. Brain activity is apparently drops down to an identifiable pattern, which is known as the delta waves. That's how you know you're you're in this uh, actual stage. And apparently this is the stage that's really critical for restorative sleep. So when your body's actually getting that max recovery and growth. And now that we're talking about it, there's this whole theory of why we like 
dream it, it was using uh extra time to like focus our body on something else like to busy our brain that way the rest of our body can actually replenish itself that was another theory that i think we just mm. glossed over that i don't think i saw that one. yeah and that was another one that i actually would say i would agree with if our like part of our brain is just a little bit busier doing something so the rest of our body can just start replenishing itself muscle wise i feel like that just makes a little bit of sense but yeah. Who knows? And that is all done here inside of this N3. And is I don't know about this. Is this, is this? Oh, to jump? Yeah, you're good. To jump in here, uh, this is also the stage where if you would have sleepwalking occur, oh, that's where this would yes. actually occur. Really? Okay. Thank. I was yeah. actually as soon as I was done with this, I was going to ask about sleepwalking. So I'm very glad you hopped in there with that. So how does that work? So if sleepwalking occurs in this stage. Do you stay in this stage the whole time while you're interacting with like the world or what happens with that? Do you know? Also, why the fuck uh, does it happen? What is sleepwalking? I haven't gotten that deep into it, but it seems like you're you're almost pulling out of it into a more wakeful state, but you're still actually sleeping. I'm seeing that I don't know. Most people most people have very small actual experiences with sleepwalking okay. it's usually less than 10 minutes and oh, people okay. actually just go back to their own bed by themselves um, what? <laughs> which is pretty interesting yeah they're like oh shit we're not supposed to be up here i know you're reading it i am just gonna yeah, go sorry. no no you're fine this is uh you got plenty of time here i have never the only time i've ever walked when i fell asleep is ironically when i'm drunk so i i don't know if i want to look into that and i'm curious if drunken sleepwalking occurs more frequently than just regular sleepwalking because i don't think i've ever slept walked while oh i think i did what a little bit when i was younger actually i think my mom has some tales but i've experienced somebody who was sleepwalking i was actually sleeping over at their house and she like got up into the living room i was like finishing a movie and she just like sat down beside me and wasn't watching the movie. She was like kind of staring at the wall above me and I was getting a little freaked out <laughs> and I was trying to wake her up, but she just like wouldn't answer. And I was like, all right, I don't know what's happening. But her mother overheard me and knew that she was sleepwalking and literally just came out, got in her face. and was like, wake up! <laughs> and just kept yelling at her until eventually like after like a minute of yelling she was like i'm awake now and then she just went back to bed and none of us ever talked about it again but why is there a rumor also to not wake up a sleepwalking person is that just a superstition you think or is there real reasons i think that's just a superstition yeah because it, it it's caused by well they think it's caused by getting partially awoken when you're in that stage of deep sleep yeah. in a way that triggers physical activity while at still remaining asleep. So it's like part of your brain just kind of gets switched on a little bit and you start walking around because you're not actually paralyzed or anything because you're not in REM sleep. And there are a number of different things that seem to influence it, which alcohol is one of them. Really? Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. I haven't done it in a long time, but... There was a period of time, like a year or so, where if I ever got drunk at all, I would go to sleep and I would literally wake up in a different... I wasn't one of the smart sleepwalkers. I wouldn't remember to go back here. I'd wake up in a fucking <laughs> closet or inside of a... Like on, on a couch, like downstairs or... Yeah. Good times. Yeah. At least I was still in I, the I've house. I've only had it... Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> most, be, of the most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. I've only had it happen... Uh, 
one time when I was a kid, I apparently walked over to my dad's door, knocked on it, and then he's like, which obviously woke him up because it was the middle of the night. Um, he opens the door and like talks to me. He's like, what do you want? Like, you know, what's going on? You all right? And then I just like mumbled like, and then he's just like, what? And I just mumble again. He's like, all right, go back to bed. And he like kind of like turned me around and gave me a little, you know, push through the door and I apparently just went right back to sleep. So That's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually looking at a study right now here done where they're seeing if individuals consumed alcohol, if they were more likely to sleepwalk in out of it was like a study that was on studies and out of six of the 19 studies those who had drank a substantial amount of alcohol a healthy majority of those individuals even if they didn't sleepwalk had increased waves so potentially sleepwalking while they were inside of this uh sleeping stage i'm happy it's not just me <laughs> well i'm seeing here i think this is pretty crazy about 22 percent of children whose parents have no history of sleepwalking will experience the condition. What? Where 47% uh, will sleepwalk if one parent has a history of it, and 61% if both parents It's do. genetic. Weird. So it seems pretty common. I wonder if my dad or mom sleepwalks when they're drunk. I should ask. I'm sure we could get some funny stories out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Or just in general, did you ever sleepwalk as a kid? Yeah, I. it actually, now that I think about it, makes sense. But my mom would say, back when I used to live on the farmhouse, there's a lot of times that she would come downstairs because there was noises, and I would be sleepwalking in the kitchen, and I would normally grab a like, bag of chips or something, and I'd be <laughs> snacking. But this is ironic now that I'm thinking about this, because these are the things that happen a lot in my regular life now. Or... She said that she would come downstairs and find me peeing in the kitchen trash bag, the trash can. Mm. Um, yeah, that's happened before. <laughs> okay. So now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't obviously intoxicated as a child. So maybe when I'm at my drunken state and more into my childlike stupor, I'm just going back into the farmhouse times. I'm still thinking I'm living <laughs> out there with the sheep and cows. <laughs> and I've graduated from kitchen trash cans to bigger and better places so <laughs> uh, well that means your kid's probably gonna oh no out. dude that's all right we'll figure it out i'll, I'll just fun. put trash cans all over the fucking place in the house <laughs> <laughs> inside of their room they'll have it doesn't mean they're gonna pee cans. oh yeah it does like if they got my jeans <laughs> he's gonna pee you know he's gonna piss in a trash can at least a couple times a night oh man well that is the third stage of sleep uh, and then we all know what the final stage is, is REM. Uh, during this time, the brain activity starts picking up uh, and actually jumps up to levels where the brain's actually, like we've talked about, almost seems like we're awake. It's functioning as if we're like moving around, but that could be done as when we're in our um, our dreaming state. This is literally that cycle. And then I still want to know why the eyes move, though. Like why out of everything... God, it sounds so creepy, too. Imagine doing that study and just watching people just, like, wiggle their ball back and forth. I don't like that. I'm not a big fan. Have you ever seen it? No. I, besides, like, a horror movie. But, like, yeah. it just doesn't sound like a pleasant experience, you know? It doesn't sound like a mm. like something I'd want to see. No, no. Exactly. I was just curious. <laughs> Have you? 
I don't know. Maybe I'll stay awake tonight and watch Bridget sleep and see if we can if I can stay long. I'll watch her long enough. To Dude, just open her eyes once they start moving a little bit. Are you in room? Uh, to answer your sleepwalking or waking a sleepwalking person question, though, most experts do advise against a jarring awakening because they aren't aware of their situation or their surroundings or anything like that. So it might provoke a lot of like fear, confusion, and anger in the person, uh, which, according to your story, was not the route their mom took. <laughs> Just but. screamed at him. Uh, well, it doesn't always have to be a jarring. You could gently touch someone and be like, hey, buddy. Well, like, th- that's the suggested oh, okay, okay. method is either Jesus guide Christ. them back to their bed or gently awaken them. What if the? I wish the suggestion was a jarring awakening. You just need to scare the <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> And that's the that's, that's the one way method. to stop it. There it is. You've heard it here. What's going on? A jarring awakening is the way to go. I wonder if any of our fans have any good sleepwalking stories or anything like that. Definitely write us in here. I want to. Well, we can do a little mini episode here where we we post some of the stories that we get. I would love that. Or any interesting dreams. Oh, and we'll try and dissect would, them. Yeah. To see oh, what they mean. Speaking of dissecting here, you literally perfect fucking segue. Definitely, if you have any dreams, send them in. We'll we'll do a, a breakdown of what they mean and what you need to change in your life or what you should focus on. <laughs> and as we're going in here, do you think dreams have purpose? I know there's some people, there's books out there that's like, oh, if you got a fucking, did you see a flower in your dream? It means that a loved one's sick and you need to call them. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I this was another podcast I was listening oh to. There's one God. where people <laughs> literally call in and tell about their crazy wild dream, and this guy's like, "Well, this obviously means this, this, and that." How? And I'm just like, "What? Why? The, I do not at all believe in that." No, man. either do I. Figured I we had the question down here in our little outline, and I was like, "There's no way and shit either of us are gonna fucking buy into it." Like, there's, <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, why? We don't even understand what dreams are, and people are like, "But I know what the meaning is of a dream." Yeah, and you're like, I, "I don't, I don't, I don't get it." So here, the only thing I could see it being yeah. would be in relation to maybe nightmares or something like that, where that's a sign of stress or okay. concern in your life. Yeah, but I don't think that a specific thing in maybe a dream or a nightmare would point to something. But I feel like you could maybe get a general sense of what's going on okay yeah i don't know uh I, and i and i 100 agree i think i think definitely nightmares resemble some sort of uh stress or other things that are going on because i feel like also nightmares if it's not like you just getting killed it's over like a stressful situation whether it's a work or anything like da- daily life if it's pretty continuously stressful i think definitely affects your dreams and i can understand that but i i, I think mm-hmm. what we're both disagreeing with is like pinpointing individual aspects you're like oh i saw a red car that means like don't drive tomorrow you know what i mean like (laughs) uh even though i'm saying that i did look up what does an octopus in a dream mean um so so we can go into my uh in-depth dream i gave you guys a little bit and it says here on checkmydream.com the dreams about octopus symbolizes chaos in your life. And after you see such a dream, you should avoid thoughtless actions, especially in personal life. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know if like 11 year old me listened to that advice, but either way. Well, I'm seeing that when your teeth fall out, it may be <laughs> that events in your life are swirling around you in a way that you feel you have no control. All right. Uh, and 
Yeah. And because your teeth symbolize how confident and powerful you feel, so losing that shows that you are losing your confidence and your life is basically <laughs> crumbling away. <laughs> My God. Interesting. What is it? Have you ever died in a dream that you know of? No, because the moment I die, I wake up. I there's That's a, why I figured the answer would be, but I was just curious. There's another dream that I had that it was short. It was only 20 seconds. I was pretty much skydiving without a parachute. So I was just falling from the sky. And hmm. I remember I fell. I was right beside a waterfall. And I was just falling, falling, falling. And then, like, the moment that I was going to hit the water, I was like, <gasps> and I, like, like jumped up and was like holy shit and then i was awake and so anything any time that i feel like i've died it's you've immediately woken up and i'm guessing it's probably the mm -hmm. same with yours as well because i think your body's just like that's yeah. so much stimulus like even in a dream that your body's like oh my god and then everything just panics, yeah. you know protect yourself yeah. do something <laughs> move motherfucker <laughs> have you ever had a dream where you're running and like you're giving it everything but it's just super slow no. No, I feel like that's that's something I've been seeing. I, I've also like heard a lot of people talking about. Hmm. And I don't know. I wonder why that is. I don't know if there's a specific I don't even know how to ask this question. When you were dreaming, how why do you <laughs> run slow? <laughs> so do people who are born blind dream? Oh fuck me. That is a good question. Wow. You know what? We haven't done it in a handful of episodes. Patrick, that question deserves a fucking golden mic right there. Oh. Oh, shit. You better write that down, my guy. That's a good one. You just I'm blew my mind. One. You blew my mind. I'm going to say yes, that they dream, but I almost... Because even I, when you're blind, and this might be a stupid question here, do you see... Mm. Like, you know when you close your eyes, how... I, okay, maybe... maybe Okay, I think... I'm answering my own question. Maybe it's stupid. But if you turn your head towards a light source, is it because yeah. we can see that we see a little bit of color there? Or do blind people mm. not see that light source at all? I don't actually know. You know? That, that is actually a good question. Because if they see that light source, if that's something that they can see, I'm going to assume that their dreams would most likely be a fluctuation of maybe colors. Or a little, because it's like a red kind of orangish. I don't know how to describe it. Um, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe it'd be like a fluctuation of that, and then maybe they would just hear more things. Like there'd be more sounds or something. Because I can only. I mean, or I'm maybe not blind. Even smells. But yeah. Do you ever have smells in your dream? Smells. Um. Yeah. I don't think that I ever have. I, I don't think that I've paid enough attention to that to be able to honestly answer you. I'm going to say no, because I feel like, I don't know. I have no idea. We need to be fucking looking these things up. Uh, I'm looking up the uh, why can't you run fast in dreams right now. You look up the smell thing, and then we'll get into back to the blind people. Does that sound like a plan? Mm -hmm. All right. Holy shit. Okay, so this is a real fucking thing. I didn't know this. People have a hard time running in their sleep because of REM atonia. I am going to look up what atonia means, which, uh, and this is exactly what I was looking at. All right, perfect. So atonia is a condition where a muscle has lost its strength. And that's sometimes what I feel like I'm trying to describe when I say I have a difficulty running in my sleep because it feels like your legs just won't listen. Like they don't, like, you know, you can go faster, but they, you just can't. And the reason why is because like we're talking about your brain is sending off signals inside of your dream that actually like it, it, the signals that your muscles would be using to 
voluntarily act. But because you're doing this in a dreaming state and you don't want your body to actually move, the some of these signals get stunted because then you actually start running inside your bed. And so because <laughs> some of those signals are stunted, you can feel that in your dream because your legs aren't going as quickly as what you would like. And so it gets interpreted uh. as you're like running slowly. That's fucking crazy. That's good. That's good shit right there. What have uh, uh have you found out anything about uh about uh smells and dreams though? I'm looking at the blind thing. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. You you can answer you can answer for the blind. I'll I'll hop on that smell. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm seeing a lot of most blind people aren't blind from birth. So often blind people will still dream because they originally had sight but as they experience more and more life without sight like the you know incident happened longer yeah. and longer ago they actually have less and less uh visual dreams but do they have uh, um, auditory effects because i feel like you would have to if that's what you're experiencing the most of you know i mean as a visually yeah. gifted individual we have that yeah I, I'm just seeing dream, less likely to dream in pictures. I would assume that there's still auditory effects because I'm seeing that blind people also have more nightmares than sighted people, which sounds very terrible. Oh, God. Uh, apparently, the theory behind that is nightmares are part of mental rehearsals of, you know, distressing or dangerous events and, you know, are used to try to help cope with those. And blind people will also... Ha- often have nightmares about getting lost, getting hit by a car, or losing their guard dogs. Mm. Or their, like, wow, sight dogs. That losing your service dog, that would be a horrible nightmare. Oh, yeah. imagine that. You're just calling out to, like, pitch darkness, like, come here, come here, come here, come here. They just, like, won't listen. Fuck that. I hope I never have that dream. I'm sorry for those of you who are blind and have had that dream. I wonder if that's our, like, teeth falling out thing. If that's a, like the common dream for blind people, if they lose their or common nightmare, if they lose their service dog. I'm seeing that people who lose their sight before the age of five usually don't see images in their dreams. Okay. Okay. But people with who were born blind are also more likely to experience dreams through taste, smell, sound, and touch. Hmm. So there is smell apparently. You need to get your other senses going in your dreams. Uh, I'm fucking A. I'm trying. <laughs> Ironically, now that I'm looking into smells, there's more studies that have been done on external smells that are happening in real life than if you mm, can smell in a dream. Sense. So they're like, oh, if we're like making coffee, do you smell that in there? And some people say that they can they can smell it in their... I don't know. Does that affect their actual dream? Like, can you influence what someone's dreaming about? I think that this study is saying yes. That, wow. ironically, the inventor of cologne was using cologne to like see if the scent under their nose when they were asleep would, would smell that as well. Mm. And people would say yes that they had like once they were awake and would like re-smell the cologne they're like oh i remember like smelling that in my dream which is pretty interesting <laughs> i don't know about some people they're saying that yes people do like you just said do smell inside of their dream and some people actually have rather they have olfactory dreamers so they actually like their smells are off the charts i don't know <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm seeing so much of like so much like reference to to freud 
We should do an episode. If we're talking about people, we should do an episode on Sigmund Freud. That guy was fucking wild. Yeah. I think he's one of the first people to start putting uh, meanings to dreams and all of that. Makes sense. He's all over that. Uh, one thing that I know you were a little interested in was animal dreams. Oh, yes. Do, do you have any stories about uh, animal dreams that might might be interesting to share? Well, yeah. I know you, you had something. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I'm sure animals do dream, and I wanted to like look into that. Like, do all animals dream? I don't know if there's a clear answer with that, but I'm gonna assume yes because my dog Miles. There's times where like while he's sleeping, he will begin like barking while he's asleep. They're not obviously full barks. It's just like little like things, but you can tell that he's barking and getting like excited because occasionally you get like a leg, a leg, a tail wiggle, a little swag in the tail. And like, so you can tell he's having a good time. I'm going to assume that they're dreaming, but do all, do all animals dream when they sleep? That's just a, a question that I had. And I'm going to assume yes, but I don't know. Is it the same cycle? Is it the same thing? It could be. Who knows? I'm seeing that almost all mammals and birds have b- had evidence of some sort of dreaming. So how did they test that? Did they literally like hook up like wires to their brains or something? And when they slept, they're like, oh, going crazy. It looks like there's like brain scans of different animals that they're <sighs> using to identify what stage of sleep they're in. Wowzers. Because different areas of your brain light up uh, in the different stages differently. Wow. Okay. And then there's also the the more obvious signs th- that you mentioned where you know, animals are actually doing something while they're sleeping. So it's kind of not complete evidence, but kind of shows that something's going on. Yeah, something's going on, most likely. No, so going back to that scan here, I did find a study about a rat who was in a laboratory and trained to, like, run around in this, like, little maze thing. But it was more of, like, just running around in a giant circle, and every time they did that, they would get a reward. Apparently, they did that enough that while they were, like, watching it sleep, they could see the neurons firing for it, like the the brain telling it to run around in circles and so they were assuming that the rat was most likely dreaming about being inside of the test and trying to earn a treat wow <laughs> and that it wasn't just this one rat they had like 40 different rats and almost half of them started over time sending out the exact same like unique signature of brain activity that showed them like running in circles that's a lot oh yeah wow so animals dream or at least mammals and birds how the fuck did they get a bird to dream did they how how did they catch a bird <laughs> hook that up with wires and then just let it sleep how the fuck yeah. do you do bird birds like just like they just like nuzzle in like a little like circle thing right well see i'm wondering about dolphins now because it said mammals but i know that dolphins like to sleep with like half their brain at a time instead of fully sleeping basically yeah. is that just a dolphin thing or do a lot of fish do that? i think that's a lot of fish yeah thing. yeah okay because the dolphin's a mammal, though, right? It still breathes there. Yeah. Yeah, that blowhole. Yeah. It's insane that we have EEG readings of a fucking dolphin. We live in a wild time. There's evidence <laughs> of an electro... Oh, my God. An a, ephalogram, encephalogram, electroencephal... Try and say that word. Type in EEG. Electroencephalogram. Electroence... Electroencephalogram. Electro encephalogram yeah, we just keep, <laughs> i'm not getting that yeah, we're just like shittily saying the exact same thing right now <laughs> this is good content y'all 
<laughs> but no, we have a fucking EEG reading of a dolphin. That's insane. Are you not like mind blown by that? That's pretty crazy. No, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> An animal that lives in the ocean. We're like, yeah, let's get a fucking brain reading of that shit sleeping. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. There was a study done that a pilot whale was noted to have six minutes of REM in a single night. Wow. Hmm. I don't know how they got that. No, fucking I have no EEG idea. Of a, of, the, of a damn whale, but <laughs> we got him. <laughs> Yeah, because they have to... For six minutes out of the whole night. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. When your brain's constantly working on controlling that blowhole, make sure you don't drown. Yeah, making sure you don't die. It's pretty important. I'm seeing a lot of things that is not what I wanted because there are different chronotypes, which is basically your habit of sleep. You know, whether you like to go to the bed and wake up early or late or somewhere in the middle. And one of those... Uh, types is a dolphin, which they I I have never heard of this before. I've always heard of lark or night owl, but it made me uh want to come back to something that uh, I was curious about with you is do do you see yourself as more of a a morning type person or a night owl, and has that changed over time? Yes, and I think a lot of people would actually agree with this theory i think when you're younger and inside of your teen years well so hear me up this is the transition of what i think the average at least american individual does you start off as a child you're definitely a morning person because you pass out super early you need a shit ton of sleep and you just you know when you go to bed early you wake up early that's kind of how it is and then as you get older and older you get a little bit more like rebellious and you're like i ain't going to fucking bed and so because of that, there's this weird transition where you just like want to stay up because it's, I don't know, not against the norm, but you just, you just want to. And so there's this weird transition where you do things that you want and you pretty much in your teens, I feel like average person starts losing quality of sleep because we just want to be up. We want to be talking. We want to be doing this crap. And then after like when you're about 18, either you go to college and like, you know, maybe it happens for a little while longer, but what whatever happens there's a point inside of your young adult life that you're like, eh, there's nothing really too crazy that's happening past like 10 p.m. on a fucking Tuesday night, you know? And so you're like, fuck it, maybe I will try and get some quality sleep. And that weird transition starts making you go to bed earlier and earlier, and then you just get sucked into like adulthood. And so there is a weird transition where I feel like now I'm going to bed earlier, and so I wouldn't qualify as a night owl but there's definitely still parts of me that's like oh yeah if i wanted to stay up at like two in the morning playing video games i could you know but yeah. it's just like give or take what you think's more important and i feel like not feeling mm -hmm. like absolute garbage the next day is a little bit more important now <laughs> would you agree would you agree yeah yeah and there have actually been studies that in general that is kind of how it goes for most people okay and one one theory on the kind of younger adults like those teenage years yeah. being awake more so at night was to help actually protect the tribe of people oh. and almost have like a shifting guard to help protect everyone as people would kind of fall asleep at different Stages. periods of time so people could actually almost be awake the whole night and have people uh you know being able to survive that way yeah wow. which i thought was very interesting that's super cool actually but then that <laughs> we transition that natural, from sorry <laughs> oh no worries that that natural tendency though is actually 
you know, kind of a, a big problem with like high schools, at least just being uh, so early in the morning where a teenager's natural tendency, not even just to be rebellious, just their physical tendency is to want to go to bed later and wake up later than they should have to for getting to school, especially if they have to catch any sort of bus or anything like that. So yeah. there's actually like a huge problem of sleep deprivation in, in teens because of that. Well, damn, maybe we should push back high school. Don't start until 930. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck for the teachers, though. Yeah. See, that's the problem you run into because then they're on a whole different schedule. Yeah, you know, exactly. they, they like going to bed early. Maybe we just that. have teachers that are super young. Like you, oh, you can only be a teacher from when you're like 18 to 24. Yeah, like if you want to be a teacher, you have to. Yeah, that's what you study in high school. You learn to like teach, and then, <laughs> and then you retire at 24. Right, well, then you retire and you move on to a different profession. Maybe like then you could go into like college or something like that, where they're a little bit older. You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, it sounds like a, a like a TV show almost. Young teachers. Yeah. I think that'd be a tough sell. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> We're already we got a lot of ideas coming here. Young teachers, uh, our our war game that we're starting to create. You know, that's what happens at WGO here. We just uh, we got great ideas. Another thing, well, kids could just learn to teach themselves. Fuck yeah! Schooling. No, I've been saying for a long time. I think it'd be a pretty interesting way to change, uh, like school curriculum if like. Instead of majority of the day, especially in children, it was just like, here's like the basic shit that you know. If like instead we only use like the first half of the day is like, all right, let's get the essentials going. Like we need to have English or at least a language that you can speak, you know, a little bit of writing, some math, some science in there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe history. I don't really know. I'm not a big fan of history. Yeah. That's just me personally, yeah. though. But then, like, if you use, like, a couple hours of the day and you were, like, all right, every single week, like, maybe you use, like, Fridays. You're, like, pick something that you're genuinely interested in. And then the next week, you can just spend that couple hours every day learning, researching about it. Maybe you do a little project or maybe you write something, like, a little paper about it. Imagine doing that. Dude, if you were, like, seven years old and you're, like, I want to learn about a fucking volcano. And you're, like, do it, dude. You have a two-hour block here every day. Go ahead and learn about volcanoes. I feel, like people especially their children would just be so much more interested in like learning about that material like i don't know i i i feel like the average individual would just be that much more into education versus like i don't know let's just ram all of this nonsense down our yeah throat. no i i completely agree i could honestly talk about it for a while but not really quite dreamer related but yeah. I, I definitely agree <laughs> that it would be definitely a good way to have people actually build up useful practical skills uh -huh. because they're applying it to something that they actually enjoy Combo. instead of just being forced to memorize certain facts and regurgitate it on a test even though every teacher says that's not what they want you to do that's exactly what you're getting graded on so that's what kids are gonna do there it is we should have we should do express episodes where we do this where we're like the what's going on duo like builds a school curriculum where we just like we tackle little things like this. We're like, eh, I think we could tweak this, and we just kind of like go into an in-depth discussion about it. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Or like what we did in the other one. What's going on creates creates uh, a war game. <laughs> I don't know what we would call it here. We the the, the title still needs some transitions, but I think uh, I think that'd be pretty interesting. I think there's a lot of things that we could uh, 
we could really dive deep into. I think it'd be a good time. Who knows? You guys yeah. might be seeing that here coming up in the future. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of ideas. We got some other things in the works as well for you goobers. Is there anything else? Oh, last thing that I was curious about. Insomnia? Insomnia, yeah. Not insomnia cookies. Shout out. Fucking dank. Oh. oh. They are very good. Especially when you're drunk. But you didn't hear <laughs> that from, from us. Insomnia, though. What is it? I know everyone's got a brief description of what it is, I would assume. It's basically like not being able to fall asleep. You just fucking toss and turn all night. That sounds horrible. I mm-hmm. hate when that happens even like just a little bit. But I can't believe people are like dealing with this on like a nightly situation that uh, I'm just curious as to why it happens, who it happens to. And yeah, see, we could use if there's enough information on insomnia, we could use like the things that maybe counteract the ability to sleep remember we're talking about sleep efficiency here and what if we could let's just reverse it you know flip it and reverse it we'll just go ahead and start focusing on the things that stop sleeping and if we can maybe in a regular person start i don't know whatever is stopping it we'll just put that shit into overdrive not the stopping, but reverse effects. You know, it's not coming out clearly, yeah. but I'm hoping. I gotcha. There it is. You take insomnia and you flip it on its head. You flip it and reverse it. <laughs> What's going on? Fixes sleeping and dreaming. We're all gonna lose a dream. We'll sleep. Well, we'll dream for two hours. We'll lose a dream. We'll fucking fly around the whole time, and then we'll be good to go. I'm telling you, if you could, if you could figure that out, you would be a bajillionaire. Yeah. All right. So at least an insomnia here. I'm seeing that there's two types of it, primary and secondary. The primary means that you're having sleep problems that aren't linked to a different like health condition or problem. Secondary is that you have a health condition like asthma, depression, arthritis, cancer, heartburn, blah, 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 maybe even pain, medicine, or substance use. So with that, I think I'm more interested in primary insomnia. Why? Okay. Some causes, stress, that makes sense, big life events. You just got to chill out, man. <laughs> That's how we're going to tackle the, the reverse. Noise, light, temperature, changes in your sleep schedule. I thought insomnia was something that you could let, like you could just get like regular, like like regular dude, just like like me on a Tuesday is just like, oh, shit, now I just can't sleep. I didn't know. I, I thought it was something that you could actually just get as a disease. I didn't know it was just only effects of other things in your life. But what do I know? A lot of times it's other things, but it could also be some medical conditions. I know, oh, what is that one? Sleep apnea? Yeah. Where like you choke? have problems breathing at night? Yeah. yeah. That that often causes insomnia in people. Yeah. Because you, your body just wakes up all the time trying to breathe. you can't fucking breathe. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, we're dying here. I think that would be Push the worst up. thing to oh, have. Oh, yeah. Well, there's like sleep apnea machines and stuff now. Yeah. Not saying it's any better. Then then you have to have something hooked up to you the entire night. That sounds terrible, especially as someone who lays on their side every night. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you lay? How do you sleep? Do you have a specific, like, position you go into? Uh, I feel like a lot of times I fall asleep either on my side or, like, face down with my neck, like, cranked to the side, and I wonder (laughs) why I have neck pains. Do you still wake up with the, like, covers over your head? Um... Like, no, not usually. Okay. I feel like that often, you always saw that because it was downstairs and there's that big window there. Oh. Okay. So so I feel like light? my body would see the light and be like, no, I just want it over my head. Because when I do sleep on the couch down there still, that same thing happens and I wake up <laughs> with the blankets over my head. God, but. it's so terrible. It's so hot. It's 
I would never be able to. <laughs> so you're a side sleeper? Yeah, I'm definitely a side sleeper. I That's how I always wake up and I I always wake up in like a ball though where I'm oh, like yeah. hunched over. Yeah. I feel like my back like kills me in the morning because I'm like I've been hunched over all night. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that's just our like infantile position there's a there's a there's a fucking word for it that i can't think of fetal yeah fetal position thank you but no i used to like literally consistently every single night i'd fall asleep in a little ball like i would just like tuck in and pass out i don't really do so that much anymore but i do lay on my side here still i still sometimes tuck into a ball though it just feels so fucking good just tucked in there nice and cozy you know i will say if that light situation happens though i don't cover my face but i'll put a thin line like I'll, I'll grab out the blanket and I'll like make it into like a like a thick chunk and then I'll like lay that over my eyes, <laughs> almost like a like a you know like an eye shield here, like a blindfold. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't. I I can't do the whole blanket over your face because it just gets so hot in there. I feel like I'd wake up my yeah. like, face would be sweating. Insomnia though, I don't really know. I don't, it doesn't seem like we know too much besides like holy shit, you uh, freaking out about something or you got a disease that's causing it. Yeah, or. I'm seeing that it's pretty common in older people okay. just because as you age, you have less sleep efficiency and spend less time in deep sleep and REM sleep, so they're not able to actually be as well-rested. Huh. And Sorry, um, old people. It's not fair. Yeah, oh, and, and just a, a decrease in daylight exposure just from being less active and, you know, out during or up during times that might – the sun might not even be up because yeah. they like to get up so early. Uh, can also affect their circadian rhythm and cause even more damage to their sleep pattern. Combo. You hate to see it. Yeah. Poor old people. That, that's when they're saying, get off my lawn. Yeah, not get, get on, on my, my lawn. lawn. I was trying to remember because I was like, I was going down and I was like, we got to make some merch for things. And I had a merch, like I've got a little like note thing of like funny jokes that we've made. And I was trying to remember that specific one because there was something that was missing. And I was like, what the fuck was it? But you just reminded me. I love it. Get on my lawn and sleep well with me and lucid dream. And we'll play in our minds together while we rest in a ball beside each other. Sounds fantastic. Does it not? It does. There it is. Let's all get on one lawn. Let's have a giant sleepover. We'll have beautiful dreams here together. Maybe one nightmare. We'll kick them off. No lawn for you. (laughs) Well, that's dreams, y'all. Dreams and sleeping. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. Stay tuned. We got some exciting announcements coming on up. So I hope you guys are excited. Once again, if you have any fun dreams, little memories, or anything like that, definitely send them in. We'll go ahead and maybe do a little episode. Just reading them out, digesting, doing all the fun things. Thank you guys so much. Hope you have a great night. And sleep well. Sweet dreams. Oh. Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time. That's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.